Welcome, everybody, to another episode of No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and the Furious podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Wong, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my buddy. My name is Nick Nocera. <laughs> and this week we had the unique pleasure of, for the uh, 16th time, mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. the Fast and the Furious 6. Yeah, or Furious 6, as it's colloquially known. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a couple great movies this week, Daryl. Some great fucking movies. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie called Journeyman. It's a Patty Constantine movie where he plays a boxer who gets fucked up in a fight and like has to recover. His, he gets brain damage and like has to fucking like mentally recover. It's fucked, man. Mm-hmm. Patty Constantine does it. He's great. Um. Yeah, I watched that. I watched. What else? I watched this Jillian Jacobs movie. Um, I used to go here, which was okay. It's about a girl who's like now a sort of unsuccessful author going back to her college to give a speech. Um. Then I watched this movie. <laughs> Furious. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Absolutely crushed it this morning. Uh, and, um, gotta say, did not love it as much as some of the other features that I, that I, uh, went through this week. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, this one about uh, a woman going back to her university to give a speech, Mm -hmm. that sounds, that sounds pretty boring to me. It was, was, and yet. Yeah. It wasn't the best. I'm a big Jillian Jacobs fan. Mm -hmm. Um, for those who don't know, she played Britta in Community for many years, and she was on this Netflix show that I just adore called Love, her and Paul Rust, um, and uh, I think she's great, basically. So I'm trying to like rip through anything, any, anytime anything comes up that she's in, I tend to sort of try to grab onto it, rip through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not the best movie. <laughs> it was not. It was not the best movie in the world. Uh-huh. It like was trying to be a comedy, but also like have this really serious note of a woman trying to find her place um, after some failures. And yeah, it didn't hit it. Um, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords is in it. Mm-hmm. And he's not the right person for the role that he's in at all. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I wouldn't recommend basically, but okay. but but honestly, like I had a good time, and she was. I mean, she just always is really fucking good. You know, she has this really special quality of being able to. Um, she has this like sort of tender thing where she's like very open and vulnerable all the time, mm-hmm. but like, um, yeah, she's just great. She's just great. So, um, yeah, I watched it. Um, but you know, <laughs> we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Furious Six. Um, did you have anything you want to like lead off with this week on Furious Six? Because I got some stuff from my watch this morning. I got a couple. I got a yeah. couple. Um, hmm, I don't know where, what's the best place to be here. I mean, it's tough to start on timeline, but mm-hmm. why not? Why not? So when um, Dom goes to visit Brian and um, Brian and Baby and yes, Jack. Yes. And yeah, and baby Jack in Spain. Yep. He they're trying to oh like I miss home and Brian says, "Hey, uh the place has probably changed so much you wouldn't recognize it." Mm. Mhm. But it changed I that mean, much after Has it changed? It's only nine been 9 months? 9 months? Less like less than 9 months plus. How old is that baby? Less that than a year. not old, right? right. It's like we see it born, and then that scene probably takes place within a year. So maybe right. 18 months, you know? 
Not long, though. It's not, not enough to long. say that uh, change so much you wouldn't recognize. You would yeah. absolutely recognize it, and it would be almost exactly the same as when you left. Yeah, because the events of Fury of Fast Five take place almost immediately after Fast after Four. Mm-hmm. Four is the last time they're in L.A. Then Fast Five happens. Fast Five really happens over like a week, basically. Yeah, because they have then, to plan it out. Yeah. And Mia's already pregnant at that point, um, though maybe pretty early on. Yeah, so like we're seeing maybe 18 months since the events of Fast Forward. And it's like, that's not that long. Yeah. It's probably like fine. It's probably yeah. still like fucking LA, you know? Like it's still whatever. <laughs> the exact same. And, and this movie happens over the course of less than four days. Yeah, definitely. So they, they'll be back. <laughs> they'll be back. You guys will be fine. Are you an L.A. dude? I mean, I know you're from San Fran originally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But have you, like, kicked it in L.A. at all? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of kick it, but... It's not it's your not, town. It's not my town. It's I'm not fine. really into it. I'm not yeah. really into it. I went there for like a family vacation. We went to Santa Monica and maybe we went to San Diego. I think we went, I think we did a little bit of like LA and then we went to San Diego mm-hmm. or maybe I'm confusing two different trips, but mm-hmm. we sort of like hung by the beach for a little bit and it was kind of whatever. I went back later on, I think when I was in college, I had a friend that was going to um, UCLA uh, right. there for a little bit. That's kind of it though been to LA for work and like I had a nice time I much prefer San Diego Mm. I have to say I thought San Diego was a great town Uh, beautiful little seafood town Uh, and you know Padres you know the stadiums right there Petco Stadium is right there in the middle of town Uh, yeah the gas lamp district is fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a nice time in San Diego. L.A. is like, uh, I don't know, traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, how much traffic am I going to sit in today? That's that's mostly like what my experience in L.A. was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was fun. I feel like I don't really care for L.A., but yeah. it's not based on that much experience. I thought about moving there at some point. Mm-hmm. But it didn't end up happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still a kind possibility. You got a lot of years left. You could spend some uh, time in LA well, if you want let's to. Not <laughs> count our chickens. <laughs> <They're all laughs> who, who knows? You know, way I lead my life. <laughs> I don't know how many good ones I got left at least. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, speaking of good ones, I this one I just adore the street racing scene from beginning to end. Right, and that includes the party, Rita Ora, the race, Dom and Michelle's moment, and then Shaw and Dom's moment. Um, Like that whole sequence is just so much fun. It's tight, it's well cut, it's well put together. It's actually the best written part of the movie. Like they're not, Mm -hmm. they don't have tons of like dumb jokes, you know, like Scooby Roo Roo Roo. You know, like that. Right. <laughs> that part's not in, the, in there. No forehead jokes. Right. Uh, no forehead jokes. It's just like what I want. It's like it's like party time. Fast and the Furious, street racing. Fast and the Furious, and then it's like loving tender moment. Fast and the Furious, and then it's like evil bad guy antagonism. You know, Fast and the Furious. It's like the four. Fast and Furious components I love, right? All in sort of one back-to-back-to-back-to-back sequence. Um, And that's the first time Dom and Letty... We really get, in this whole series, a Dom and Letty scene that's meaningful, Mm. right? Like, I guess in the beginning of 4, there's like... They have their moment on the beach. Um... But before that, like, we get a little bit of it. I mean, we get some in one, but it's Mm. it's different, right? Mm -hmm. the The vibe between them in one is like, um, 
yeah, Dom is such a player, all these other ladies around, but he like holds a special place for Letty. And then yeah, and it's more like a street racer and his girlfriend vibe, mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than like these two people who love each other vibe mm-hmm. to me. The only thing in one I think that like we get a meaningful thing about Dom and Lady's relationship is actually through Mia's conversation when she's on a date with Brian mm-hmm. and he's like what's the deal and she's like um Letty was always chasing after Dom and then she turned 16 or whatever and Dom started looking at her basically mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. of like mm, maybe there's something there but this scene where he's talking through her scars and like the scars of their past, like so it's so well written and it's like it, taking us through their sort of meaning of their relationship through the their history of sort of battle together. Mm-hmm. I just think is really well done. Yeah. It's a very, it is. Yeah, it is a very nice moment. I think like. I think this is only the effect of watching these movies so many times is that you have this, you have like, and I guess we know this from seven, but like ignore, ignore that we've ever watched seven, but yeah. Continuous like telling of like, Oh, we did this. We did that. You should know this. I know you, I know everything about you. Yeah. Sometimes it comes off as like, um, where am I at here? Hello? Yeah. Uh, sometimes it comes off as um, almost too. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> it's not even forward. It's just like pres- it's presumptive, but like. Right. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it depends where you. It's what depends where you see it from. In the grand scheme of things, like if we consider the event of seven, is very nice. But if I think what like if I ever put myself in Letty's shoes. Just like, I don't want to be talking to this guy. I'm talking to Dom over here. I don't want to be talking to Dom. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fucking either. But, but I will say, like, it's um, the chemistry they do have is real, you know. And mm-hmm. like, this is a be- It's a really nice showcase of that. Um, yeah. Not just from like a character chemistry perspective, but from these two actors, you know playing off i just think it's good i just yeah. think it's good i just think it's good I, I agree with all that stuff right up until letty leaves i think the whole scene <laughs> with i think the whole scene with shaw and, and namely the scene following with Hobbs yeah. is literally is i think it's the worst 10 minutes of the entire series whoa is, <laughs> You want bloody? You, I'll show you bloody. It's, it's, yeah, they have th- they have three full length conversations in the middle of a parking lot, spinning around in circles. Just like, come on, they don't all okay. need to happen at the exact same time. So I agree okay. with like that the some yeah like some of the greatest moments, the most sort of like feely, fast and the furiousy moments, it yeah do exist in that street race, but it ends promptly when. Letty leaves. You need that moment though when Dom and Shaw give each other the rundown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's that scene in five where Hobbs shows up at the street race to arrest Dom, and they sort of talk, stand off their stand their values off against each other, and mm-hmm. then um, Dom sort of gets the. Gets the quick on 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 uh, Hobbs. Mm-hmm. The whole thing about it is like I, especially in like the um, where they interact with the harpoon guy and they like proceed to do like a, a foot race into the subway. Like the locations that are available for this movie are outstanding. Like they've yeah. chosen like very interesting dynamic settings for all these action sequences mm-hmm. to happen. But the idea right here of putting three full-length conversations in the exact same empty, wet parking lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get that. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
what's more important here. So, um, so they're trying to figure out, um, or yeah, so Brian is using his cop skills to, ooh, he's identified. This is the specific bullet. There's only one place you can get it. Mm-hmm. This pawn, this pawn shop over here. Yep. I was like, I don't know anything about pawn shops. You ever been to one? You ever interacted with one before? Oh, I've been to pawn shops. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Interesting. I did do a little bit of research to figure out sort of what they were. Like I, I always see them in movies as a shady place where like you go and sell your diamonds and stuff or like get, get sort of, um, unserialized weapons. But I did a little bit of research to sort of figure out like, what is the pawn shop? What's its origin? What's its function sort of Mm -hmm. thing? I learned a little bit. Okay. Yeah. They're collateral based personal loans, bring something of some value. And I was like, wait a minute, if you just like give this guy your stuff and then he gives you money, but yeah, it sort of makes sense that they give you like a, like, um, they appraise your item. They mm-hmm. put it on hold for you decide the terms one to four months and he is able to sort of loan you a portion of the full value of the thing. I was like, Oh, right. It's usually, it's typically not if you have like a, whatever, $500 item, it's not going to give you $500 on the spot. I don't know what the ratio is, but maybe it'll give you like two hundred fifty bucks that you. And then you have to yeah, I don't know the like ratios for pawns either. But a lot, I mean, most pawn shops, the ones I've been to, mm-hmm. um, you can pawn or sell, right? Mm-hmm. So you can pawn in terms of like you give them your item as collateral. They give you a percentage of the value of that item as a loan, mm-hmm. and then you return it. You have to pay back the loan and a vig, right? So you pay an interest percentage on top of the loan. That's how they make money. Mm-hmm. Or you can um, sell your item flat, like outright, to a pawn mm-hmm. shop a lot of times. Um, and they'll give you cash on the spot at probably a slightly lesser, I mean, more than you would get for a, a loan from pawning it, but less than the appraised value. Mm-hmm. But it's when you need cash, you can get it, right? Got it. Got it. Um, and then you can buy stuff from a pawn shop. That's the other part. Right, it ends, like, up being, it ends up being like a thrift shop, like a yeah, it's like a thrift like, shop kind of yeah, yeah, one with heavy security doors <laughs> and yeah. like at least the ones I've been to, like you know, inch thick plexi around around the counter so that you yeah. can't steal anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been to a few just to look at jewelry and stuff like that. Cool. Get yeah. a sweet Rolex or something. Yeah, like a Rolex, yeah, a gold chain or whatever. Stuff that like that. I don't know. Cool. Just looking around. That cool. Yeah, it's cool. fun. They're fun places, yeah. you know? I, I, I mean, they talk about the Rollies so often in rap music. I just like, I can't, I can't for sort of a short, medium term, like ever justify spending that kind of money on a, um, on a watch. On a watch, I, yeah. I would pawn one. That sounds sweet. Cause I ha- if I had one, I'd wear it all the time. A Rolex. Oh, yeah. you daily drive it? No problem. Absolutely. Yeah, I probably would no, too. No fear. If I had one, I would for sure wear it all the time. Yeah, no fear. That's what I'm all about. It's like daily drive the things you want. You know, right? you have in your life. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm a hundred percent with you. Speaking of driving, I, I actually think that this, this movie has the best overall cars. I think probably my favorite car in the series, as we've talked about, is um, Sean's Mustang from 3. The green and silver mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mustang that has like a Datsun engine in it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fastback with the um, 2JZ. But the, this uh, movie has like the perfect... I really think it has like the perfect collection. First of all, there's another fastback in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the one Roman drives, the white one Roman drives on the bridge scene. Right. Um, that Ford, blue Ford Escort mm-hmm. that Brian drives is beautiful. Dom's uh, 69 Charger Daytona, the red one, is fucking so, so, with the giant spoiler on the back, is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and that, like, the charger that sloped front on the char on the charger Daytona is so mm-hmm. sick, so cool. Um, big that big nose cone, that big aerodynamic nose cone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Letty's Jensen Interceptor. Yeah, 
which is the hottest fucking car in this movie by easily a mile um and i did notice something because i was watching that scene with don and letty very closely he says could never refuse american muscle to her he says uh v8 could never refuse american muscle or whatever Mm -hmm. um and I was confused by that because Jensen Interceptor is obviously a British car. British car. But the 71, actually starting in 70 to 75, the Interceptors did stock a V8 that was made by Chrysler. Cool. So they had Chrysler V8 engines in them, um, which I believe is what Dom is referring to in the American muscle quote. Or he's, prefer- or he's referring to himself. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> I always prefer that American muscle. Yes, I actually, it is sort of a double entendre kind of situation. <laughs> right? Double entendre. He is American muscle, right? Like, that is, that's like, that's Vin Diesel's like vibe, you know, that's his right. brand. Um, this They also have like a good balance of military cars. Like the military cars they have aren't super high-tech, crazy, futuristic shit like Hobbs and Shaw. They're like, cool convoy vehicles they've got a couple i can't tell what they are they're either like toyota land cruisers maybe or like the sort of military jeep looking things or on the in the highway scene where yeah the ones they crash around um they got the ducati monster that giselle drives which is sick or hot i can't remember who's on what uh who's on the She's on, I think she's on the Ducati and, yeah. ha- and uh, Han is on the Harley. Um, they got the high-tech ramp racers, which is like their little nod to like the futuristic high-tech shit, but it's like mm-hmm. kind of done in a great way, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's the placement of that within sort of very realistic other cars and settings that yeah. makes that car different from anything we see in Hobbs and Shaw for example. totally like if you're going to do different do it but it's like do it once right like yeah. make some take something and make it special it, when everything's special nothing is you know um and you know, even though Brian does say like looks like something you'd see at Le Mans which is like not the right. fucking case right. at all man it sounds like Sounds like. Oh, sounds like. Maybe. Talking about the engine, like that turbo diesel. Yeah, that's maybe true. And then you got those BMW bad guys, you know, mm-hmm. which is, um, I don't know. I watched another movie this week where a BMW, oh, I watched The Hitman's Bodyguard, which is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, starring Ryan Reynolds and uh-huh. Samuel L. Jackson. It's It's really not good. But um, they the, all the bad guys drive BMWs all over the place. Um, yeah. And I feel like, you know how Apple has this thing where it's like, you can use Apple products in your movies. You don't have to clear them with Apple. Hmm, I didn't know that. You can do that, but with one caveat. And this is like, I don't know if this is like folklore or not, but like you can use Apple products no matter what, except you can't have bad guys use them. So they're like good guys only. Oh. Oh, for Apple products. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a little. Uh, this is a little. I don't know if it if it's real or not, but I think it is. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like BMW has like the opposite. It's like <laughs> you can use BMWs, no problem. Just only bad guys. Only bad guys. <laughs> only bad guys. We, only only, only nighttime guys. shots, please. Only nighttime <laughs> shots. Heavy tint on the windows. Very loud exhaust. That's how mm-hmm. we like our public image. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. So, um, yeah, that was like... That, I mean, I just think like the blend of cars in this movie really works. They re- it's really well thought out. It's really well done. And, uh, and it gets a good flavor overall. Yeah. It's, it's a lot better, like... You might say if I try to like just briefly browse through browse through my uh, vehicle archive within the whole entirety of the series, Fate of the Furious mm-hmm. tries to have really nice cars. Mm-hmm. They've got the Lamborghinis, they got the mm-hmm. Bentleys, they've got all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they got to get the car consultant back from this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because 
eight was just like so. It eight just felt like which exclusive car company is going to be the highest bidder to put their cars in this movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Rather than like what's like the car culture vibe, what's like the like you know, get some cool bit. stuff. Yeah. yeah, they just wanted expensive stuff. Speaking of expensive stuff, do you want to talk shoutouts, maybe? It's time. Maybe time for a little segment we like to call shoutouts. It's a very important part of our weekly podcast here, mm-hmm. um, where we talk about products, services, people, stuff that we've either been extremely satisfied or extremely unsatisfied with this week. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, I'll start off this week, maybe. Um, I have been a cigarette smoker for many years and, um, you know, I bought a vape, I bought a vaporizer, mm-hmm. which I never wanted to do because I don't want to be like a fucking vape dude, you know, yeah. like, like, <laughs> you know, like fat clouds and like, yeah, <laughs> I hate that shit. Right. But like, and like cigarette smoking is a feels amazing and B, looks really cool, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's getting to me, man. It's getting to my lungs. It's giving me hangovers, like just like Ooh. cigarette hangovers. Ooh. Not even drinking, just like dries me out. Fucking waking up in the morning with a headache and shit. Um, so finally, I just like pulled the trigger on something small and very um, discreet looking, I guess. Like very simple. Mm-hmm. Just sort of a black stick. Uh, this is a company called Alt Pods, Alt A L T, and so they make the vape part, which is this, mm-hmm. just sort of like an electronic stick, and then you have these like pod tips that you insert. They insert with a magnet into the top, which I is really fun Ooh. to sort of take out. And let me see if I can get a good audio of the snap. Ooh. Pretty satisfying. Pretty satisfying. A little MagSafe action over here. Another Apple. Yeah, another Apple. Very MagSafe esque. Uh, yes. Yeah. Very MagSafe. Watch out. Lawsuit on the way. MagSafe. Alt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I only get the tobacco flavor. I'm not into smoking mango. You know what mm. I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not something I'm interested in. Because the uh-huh. tobacco flavor. It's pretty good. And listen, I bought it four days ago. I've had one cigarette in the past four days. That's the other nice. thing. It's like, it fucking works. It like delivers nicotine in a really effective way. So um, I just want to give out a shout out to Alt. It's definitely a little more expensive. It's like 20 bucks for two pods. Mm-hmm. Well, 20 New Zealand dollars. So that's like what? Fucking 15, 14, 15 U.S.? For okay. two pods. So that's not bad. Um, pods last me about two, two and a half days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. Right now it's going good. There may be a shout out in the future where I diss it in some way. But, um, yeah, got it. It's time. You know what I mean? I'm getting I'm getting up there. I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. Mm-hmm. So we'll see Do you have happens. to like... Do you have to like think about or sort of uh, sort of gauge your nicotine intake? Like, how do you know? Is there like is there, is there like an, is there an equivalent? Like, you obviously don't want to be vaping and like taking more nicotine than you would. If well, you I just probably smoke am. <laughs> it's the thing. One, because I can do it inside. Uh-huh. I don't have to consciously like go outside to have a cigarette. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's like, it definitely like makes me high like a cigarette does. You know what I mean? Like makes mm-hmm. me relax and feel a little woozy and like all that good stuff that cigarettes do. Mm-hmm. Minus the carcinogens, too. which is good. Yeah. Minus, right. Minus the like tar and like smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, yeah, it does that. It probably does it a little quicker than cigarettes. So I definitely take less puffs of this than I would a cigarette. Cigarettes mm-hmm. maybe like if I think about it, like fifteen, sixteen inhales or whatever, and this gets me there in and about you, three. Mm-hmm. So the cigarette know. you just you finish a cigarette every time, where this one is just sort of 
Yeah. It's a longer end, so you're not you're not racing to finish the end of your uh No, I'm definitely not state. racing to finish, but I definitely do like if it's if I'm chilling in bed and I keep it by my bed, I'm like I'm alting. Oh god. Alting. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh god. I'm definitely doing it. You know, I'm doing it. I don't know. I'm not really thinking about it so far, but maybe I'll talk about that in another episode. Okay. Nice. I I did think I do want to mention just for the pod overall, the not the alt pod, but the podcast overall. Um, there is a shout out coming about Fast and Furious Crossroads, the sixty five dollar video game I bought, <laughs> but yeah. I honestly feel I feel like it might need its whole own episode. Oh, okay, and. I haven't gotten there and I haven't beaten it because it is excruciating to play. <laughs> Just an FYI. A little teaser of my feelings about it out there. Uh-huh. So, um, one, it crashes about every five minutes and, two, <laughs> and it's such a terrible build. And two, it's excruciating. So, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going on, on a short burst here on uh, Crossroads. We'll get there, though. I saw you doing some extracurricular activity, and mm-hmm. I took it upon myself to start watching um, Netflix Presents, Fast and the Furious Presents, Fast and the Furious Spy Racers, kids oh, cartoon TV yeah. show. One of our patrons actually told me about that also. It's actually very good. And I, I took a picture. I didn't send it anywhere. We see the real Vin Diesel makes a cameo appearance oh, in, really? in whatever, Toy Story level, like animated form. Mm-hmm. He looks like Mr. Clean, but I watched he makes an appearance in Fast and Furious Crossroads as well. And let me tell you, <laughs> it's not good. I'm going to try to share some like screenshots on Twitter and shit <laughs> if you guys want to follow. But yeah, oh my goodness, man, it is fucking so brutal, dude. Um, yeah, but I will get to it. We're, we're just gonna. T- I want. I need to get through it, and I need to. That sounds great. Digest my feelings about it more Daryl what do you want to shout out to this week so I want to give a shout out I think I think I maybe gave a shout out to this many years ago because mm. but I'm going to shout gonna, out as a classic here on, I'm going to ref, refresh my shout out here so yeah. uh, Justin and I took a little whatever did a little drive out to Queens to a place called Casena Velodrome it's hmm. a uh, a velodrome is an uh, it's not always outdoor, but this one in particular is an outdoor place where you, it's just like a 400 meter circle, but it has banked edges mm-hmm. and it's for riding bikes. Whoa. And so they they have like in the Olympics when they do sort of indoor cycling and they do sort of like head to head races, they do mm-hmm. it inside of a, uh, in the Olympics, it's like a hardwood yeah. surface, but they have like yeah. heavily banked edges that you can yeah sort of charge at full speed and there's some strategy involved to like using the corners and the slopes to gain advantages but okay. yeah we went out to one today and it was wonderful and i wanted to express sort of appreciation because i looked it up i was like how many velodromes are like in the united states mm. only, and as of this is maybe a little bit dated but I think as of like 2018, there were only 26 velodromes in the entire United States. And so there's one right in your name. Well, not and there's right one, in your name. one. Yeah, but one in Queens, and it's fun. And it was like, it, it actually ended up being the perfect, like coronavirus outdoor activity mm-hmm. because if you if you think about yeah, like a running track for example, McCarran Park, like anything else mm-hmm. around here, a lot of people moving very slow. Yeah, this one less people. On bicycles, moving kind of moving fast. Bicycle speed. Yeah, I always say this like when I give bicycles a hard time on the road because they mm-hmm. drive me out of my fucking mind. But um, you know, it's like rate of speed thing. The issue is not that you're on a bicycle; is the issue is that you're at the different rate of speed than the fucking cars, right? Mm-hmm. And the velodrome sounds like. And then same thing like if you're in the park, you're at the bicycles are actually the opposite. Like you're at a different rate of speed than the pedestrians. Mm-hmm. The velodrome seems like this solves the issue. 
Yeah. It's also the issue. It's only bicycles. Granted, there are, there's like, I mean, when we went there today, it was sort of all levels of cycling. There was a kid mm. learning how to ride a bicycle in a velodrome, kind of cool. Kinda and there was cool. me, me, highest level uh, track racing performer on the yeah. track today. <laughs> Were you really? Oh, I was certainly the fastest one on the track today. Daryl rips it. If anybody <laughs> doesn't know, Daryl fucking rips it on his fucking bicycle, man. This dude is a pro. Yeah. You should see it was sweet, his though. legs, everybody. They are the smoothest, <laughs> most like shredded fucking things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, years years in development to get to where yeah. we are today. But yeah. yeah. But it's great. It's like a it's a nice like a it's a family place. Like mm-hmm. I I had to look at the schedule. I was sort of scared there was going to be like some sort of like pro event or whatever, but I've I've only been there one other time and like it's extremely chill this place. You can bring your family, you can bring your kids. There's some bleachers there. It's very it's very lax and yeah, I just wanted to express appreciation for the public velodrome because maybe I, to solve the bike problem in New York City, we we just say only velodrome. That's right. Ride your bike, but do it at a velodrome. Yeah, just build. Yeah, just build like twenty more of them all over the city. It exactly. doesn't take that much space. Exactly. And yeah, it's coronavirus safe. It gets people out there, and the risk Can of you wear a mask when you're on the bike. So I wear a mask when I'm riding in the streets because mm-hmm. I'm starting and stopping at intersections. But mm-hmm. if I'm moving, if I'm in Prospect Park doing laps or if I'm yeah. at the velodrome itself, I'll take it off. Yeah. We're we're masking it up sort of over here. Mm-hmm. It was like when we, we went back into lockdown, not lockdown, but just like stay at home mode, please, if you can. And then they were like, you should wear a mask if you're going to an essential service that's open. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like last weekend when that started, there was a lot. Every I walked outside, and like everybody was masking up all over the place, mm-hmm. trying to do it. And this week, definitely less, definitely less. But um, yeah, still the grocery store. I'm masking it up, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm going, I must too. I, it's very normal for me now. Yeah, I recently yeah. made. I actually made one. You made a mask. Yeah, Sick. we were in Connecticut, and we um. We commandeered Jess's parent or Jess's mom's like vintage sewing machine. Was it like a singer? Ancient. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't old, old like made out of iron. It was like Mm. just an old like plastic one, but it was all faded and like cool. Did the job though. Yeah, they do. Uh, They do the job. Those sewing machines. But but I I was trying to do one that had mask. I normally have has like uh, horizontal pleats on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, no problem. I'll just like measure this thing out, eight by eight square, fold it up, sew it. Not a problem. Yeah, the, my thing turned out so fucking crooked. It looks. <laughs> <laughs> my the hands are afraid. Hard. Dude, I underestimated the difficulty here. I was like way overconfident when I went into this. I was like, yeah. it's basically paper and glue. Like, not a fucking problem. But I had a um. I went to theater school. <laughs> I went to theater school, <laughs> as you know, because we met. <laughs> I went to theater school. <laughs> I went to school for technical theater, um, and I had to do a costume rotation at one point. Um, even though I was not a costume designer, I um, so I had to learn to sew and like use the fucking machines and all those like big ass industrial singers and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, scary stuff, man. Those things will take your finger off. Basically. Oh, easily. And easily. so it's hard. You got to do a lot of measuring, a lot of planning, a lot of like rulers are involved and cutting and shit. So, yeah. yeah. And there's like, yeah, there's like a definitely a divide between visualization and actualization when it mm-hmm. comes to sewing. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I was fully visualized, but like. Yeah, visualize the win. Yeah, could, certainly did did not come close to delivering what yeah. I uh, thought. Same I was with gonna... Jesse, actually, when he visualized yeah. the win, it <laughs> didn't materialize for him. <laughs> materialize for him. So, um, this may be. I'm going to get back to the movie a little bit, but like, well, at least at the Fast and Furious, this might be also sort of an anti shout out. <laughs> but I, we need okay. to talk about Craig Lieberman again because that dude. <laughs> 
We need to get back on this topic. I, I actually like watched some of his videos, or at least a video this week, and like that dude sucks so fucking much. I can't. I can't. Like I'm so. We're we talking newer. Are we talking newer or older? Because like I watched some of his older stuff, but like he's still posting. I unsubscribed from it because oh, I, I just his like most recent video. <laughs> yeah. Talking um, about what, what was the topic of conversation? The topic was the ten worst cars in Fast and Furious. Serious. <laughs> okay. He like does like a top ten of his opinion about what what are the worst cars. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, like, there's some stuff on it, like the fucking. Um, Evo from Too Fast, yeah. There's a lot of Too Fast in there, but uh-huh. like, I like I don't mind. Make a list of your worst cars. Whatever the list is, actually fine. If you want to put the Jensen Interceptor, which he did on the list, oh which I was God. like, sort of offended <laughs> by, but that's fine. Yeah, can it, Craig? If you want to put that on the list, like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, that's your shit. Like, do it, okay, dude. But like, he's such a weird sexist. Kind of racist dick. <laughs> like, you know, like his... I don't want to say that outright because whatever, but like... He keeps talking about like women cars. Like this car is definitely like a female, you know, like a female car. It's like... Mm-hmm. Man, like what? what? And then like... He kept talking about cars from Too Fast. Looking like Pimp My Ride because... Like the director and the actors were black and stuff like that. I was like, "Yikes! Whoa, bro! Whoa. Like Pim- what? Pimp My Ride was an excellent show. I okay, watched- first of all, <laughs> yes, it was <laughs> fan fucking tastic. And like, I don't know, I don't know what the deal is on Too Fast, but like, Pimp My Ride was fucking big yeah. when Too Fast was. I mean, there's no question that like the most prominent car movie to come out that year is gonna like take reflections from like the most prominent car show that's hugely popular at that moment you know Mm -hmm. it's just like so i don't know what his deal is man but like oh also the other thing that was like shitty well not shitty but that like hurt my heart a little bit his number one worst car in the fast and furious series Mm -hmm. do you want to guess uh hmm Brian's red truck while he was working at no, um, not mentioned, not mentioned okay. on the, not even on the list. Hulkmobile. Um, how about was the Hulkmobile was the worst? Yeah, I know, crazy man. Yeah, second worst was Suki's ride in Too Fast, the pink it's, car. He should just re- he should just retitle the name of his video to best cars, best most unique cars in the series. Thank yeah. you, anybody who actually put in the effort to like make something different. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I would highly encourage people not to watch his channel or subscribe to his Instagram or, I don't know, I'm kind of done with this dude. I'm not, like, canceling him. (laughs) I don't don't think I have that fucking power. (laughs) You know, like, I don't think I would if I did, but, dude, I'm kind of over it. He's just, like, he's, yeah, he's got nothing to offer me, Mm -hmm. basically. He seems to be reviving stuff that, um, at face value, seems like it should be really gobbly and delicious, but is not. Yeah, Actually, that's the weird thing. Is like, oh, here's a channel that I think is going to be like great insight, like you know, from an insider in in these. Mo- and then it's like, oh, I worked on one and a half of these movies. Kind, I like loaned cars to one and a half of these movies. And that's all I do with my life is like talk about that fact. Great years. I remember back when I saw Paul one time. It was really great. That's his whole vibe. So I don't know if that's an anti shout out, but like I needed to vent on it a little bit. You know, we're not here to throw throw hate at anybody, but um, yeah. You got anything else you need to talk about? Furious Six wise, uh, very little. I this was earlier in the movie, um, when Hobbs brings them to the let's call it skyscraper tower and introduces them to their mm-hmm. new lair. Mm-hmm. Roman gets a little bit distracted during the initial briefing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel you, Roman. Okay, like I do a lot of online meetings now. 
I get easily distracted. Sometimes I'm yeah. a little bit hungry and I can't resist. You know, I got to go and get something. I got to go and do something. Got Really, the most surprising part of that is um, that. Especially Hobbes- if you're hungry. Sorry to interrupt you, but especially if you're hungry. <laughs> I'm like, I got to eat. <laughs> yeah. people you know like I, I heard i was here for the first couple minutes i paid attention to the first few minutes of the intro i know where this meeting's going it's good it's like you keep doing your thing i'm gonna yeah. go snack like i'm here you just you don't need me for this part yeah um but really the most surprising part of that scene is that hobbs is able to pull out his uh firearm indoors shoot the vending machine have a little comedy moment and then continue the conversation as if nothing really ever happened. Yeah, nobody's like in the room. Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, bit excessive, Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, Hobbs, uh, you really didn't need to bring out your firearm at this time. Thank you. Yeah, I, like overreaction, dude. Like, let's practice some firearm safety first of all, and like not fire bullets inside especially like two feet from another person right okay but the lethal weapon you got there please treat it as that it's an extremely lethal weapon that weapon is enormous (laughs) (laughs) shit'll blow a hole right through your (laughs) chest so yeah i'm i'm with you man that dude that's an overreaction yeah proportional response also use your fucking words yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, Roman. If you could pay attention to our meeting over here, everybody else is trying to get the briefing here, and it's absolutely, very it, yeah, your participation in this is extremely important to the not only the success of the mission, but our entire lives and the planet as we know it. Absolutely, absolutely. Use your words. The stakes are high, and if you could just effectively communicate that to them verbally, I think you know you'd be in a be- better position there. You know, yeah, if he was, he would get fired if he was a manager for doing that. Yeah. 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 Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Hobbs is a bad manager overall. I wouldn't want him in charge of my fucking breakfast cereal, but. Right. No, that's another story. Right. Everybody in Fast Five was like, I didn't ask for a nickname. He just started calling me. <laughs> he just started calling me that at work. <laughs> the unwanted nickname is the worst office thing in the entire fucking world, man. Maybe second to only to Zoom. But like, Let's go. Just like, yeah, call yeah. me that. Fletch or whatever. <laughs> Shutter step. It's like, <laughs> what? Dude, my name's my name is, my name is Jack. My name is like, yeah. what? You can just call me Daniel, like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I try to live by the tenet that, like, from the great, great Eddie Murphy movie Coming to America. Mm-hmm. If a man wants to be called Muhammad Ali, we should call him Muhammad Ali. You know, so like. Naming people what they want to be called is really, it's important, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta try hard. Yeah. I even, like, even if I know that somebody has a nickname, I, like, almost won't use it until I hear them use it. It's just like, I can't, mm. sometimes, like, with nicknames, it's just like, oh, like, only certain people can call me this. Mm-hmm. So I'm even sensitive about that. Just like, hey, I yeah, just I'd be sensitive about it, too, I think. I mean, I've called you D-Rock many, 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 many times. But I actually have never paused to ask like, if D-Rock is uh, acceptable. D-Rock is cool. I'm into it. All right, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, good. Listen, I'm glad we actually had it out in the open. We, had, you know, we opened up about it. I'm, I mean, I'm Nick, right? Like, my name is Nick. Nicholas, I really am not a big <laughs> fan of that name. Uh, you know, uh-huh. nobody really calls me that because I always just introduce myself as Nick, and nobody like thinks twice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I haven't had a ton of nicknames in my Nick is just easy enough for everybody to deal with. My right. brother's name is Amato, A M A T O, means beloved in Italian or beloved by God. 
That's very nice. Um, but we grew up calling him Matt as like sort of an easy thing for kids and whatever. But now he's very serious. He's like, Amato is my name. I don't mm. go by Matt. It's not my name. Cool. Yeah. And I try sometimes. But then you got the brother mix and it's like antagonistic and like, yeah, yeah. fuck you, Matt. You know, that right, kind of thing. Right, right. But it only applies. Yeah. It applies now to people that he beats from now on. Yeah, I I try. I try. As a sort of gesture of reconciliation, I do my best to try. And when I can't, when I don't have it in my heart to try, I try to just not say his name at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm at as a human being. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, buddy. Um... If you want to try to say our name or like just give us a shout, um, we're at Nolt Podcast on Twitter and N O L T T Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. No one likes the tuna podcast. Um, follow us. We're posting stuff. I don't know. Not really, but like eh, once in a great while. Um, what else? We got a Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. You can join our other patrons on there through us, Buck. We'd love to have you. We have an exclusive um, Resident Evil podcast series up on Patreon. Um, I'm always happy to chat to the community. We've done some. I've done some timeline blogs up there. We're gonna do a Riddick podcast series up there um, when we finish up Resident Evil. And uh, yeah, it's actually. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to ask them, but I think it's a pretty cool place to hang out. So mm-hmm. if you want to throw us a buck, get access to all the shit. That'd be cool. Um, you can email us, no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcast. It's like the most fucking helpful thing you can do. And it's free. And it takes two minutes. You know? So um, let us know what you think. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip. Yeah.